So the big question is this, how do entrepreneurial salespeople like us who have traditionally sold alone and used gut and intuition to hit their number, take their innate talents and begin selling using science, technology, and the secrets of thousands who have done it before to crush their quota and change the world? That is the question, and this podcast provides the answers. Welcome, everybody. Today on the Sales Secrets Podcast, we're going to be talking about baseball. We're going to be talking about prospecting. Um, 12 days of prospecting. Um, There's some interesting tips and tricks from our friend Kevin Gurgle. He joins us today as the business development manager from ITA Group out of the greater Atlanta area. Kevin, thanks for joining. How the heck are you? I'm doing great, Gabe. Thank you so much for having me. No, I appreciate it. You know, these introductions I do, um, I'm so bad at them that I have to laugh at myself just a little bit. But um, so um, want to jump jump into some, some of these topics you and I were chatting about pre-show, but uh, can you tell us just a little bit about yourself and what you do over there at ITA? Yeah, certainly. Thank you. Uh, and first of all, I, I've had three items on my bucket list for the year. Um, and the number one was to join Gabe Larson on the Sales Secret Podcast. I'm very, very happy to check that off. I love it. Uh, the other two are, number uh, number two is I want to start a USA chant in public. <laughs> and then number three is to run up an escalator that's going down. I've always wanted to do that. All right, man. So anyway. I'm glad I, I'm the first bucket list item. I'm glad. <laughs> absolutely. No, I'm, I'm super excited to be here. So I'm in the business development role for uh, a really neat uh, engagement agency called ITA Group. Mm. We're headquartered out of Des Moines, Iowa. And what we do is we, uh, we're the company that um, in, inspires passion in people and connects it back to our clients' success. Love it. Um, so, so three things we, we do really well, e- event management, sales incentives, and employee recognitions. And we typically support Fortune 500, 1,000 uh, type clients. God. So uh, I, I represent, again, um, ITA down here in the uh, Atlanta area. I'm one of 45 salespeople across the country. Wow. Wow. Awesome, man. Um, yeah, big group, actually. Uh, ITA, you guys uh, got a big footprint out there. Um, let's, um, I always like to ask people outside of work, what's your, what's kind of your go-to, man? What's, what's your hobby? Anything interesting about you we should know about? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it starts for me with my family. So i uh, been married for uh, 11 plus years, have Good two wonderful children. Um, and my passion now is coaching my son in baseball uh, because yeah. Up until the time I was 25 years old, uh, that's exactly what I, I wanted to do. I wanted to be a professional baseball player. And um, I was fortunate enough to, to have that opportunity to, to play, uh, play in college. And then I uh, was drafted by the Seattle Mariners, so I had the opportunity to play minor league baseball as well. And uh, really up until uh, I was 25 years old, that was my sole focus. And uh, once I was uh, done playing, um, it was uh, – pretty much a, a complete 180 for me because I, I found myself going from a single um, minor league baseball player who really only cared about his batting average to fast forward 18 months. And all of a sudden I have a, a corporate sales gig. I'm married. I have a, a daughter. I have a mortgage. I have a monthly quota. <laughs> and uh, so it's quite, quite the change, but all good. I love it. I love it. Wow, man. A real live uh, baseball player. I've, I've talked on, uh, the podcast before I'm a wannabe athlete. Um, I think everybody knows now high school. Um, I did play catcher. Yeah. Through high school. 
but I just didn't have the frame, you know, I'm a, I was a buck 50, five eleven, um, yeah, maybe six feet, depending on who I was talking to. So, um, but <laughs> yeah, round up. yeah that's round right. Up. Yeah. Six. <laughs> I did. I usually round up. Sometimes I said a six one, but between you and I, I'm, I'm a strong five eleven. Um, <laughs> and now I weigh more than well, 150, but that, that aside, man, baseball, I mean, I'm sure that was a fascinating experience, don't want to go too deep into this, but tell us some of the lessons learned or things as you think about sales that have really kind of you've taken from baseball and applied in sales. That's a fascinating background. Certainly. And I think there's so many different lessons that you, you can translate <laughs> from baseball, the ball field into the business world, especially as it relates to professional selling. Really, really uh, a few that stand out to me. The first, and I think most important, is passion. Yeah. Baseball is such a grind, especially um, as you get older, um, playing AAU ball, college, and the pros. I mean, you're, you're at the ball field uh, pretty much every day with minimal time off. So yeah. if you, you truly don't have a passion for the game, you're eventually going to burn out. And I, I think the same could be said for professional selling, um, which I also consider at times a grind. Yeah. If you're not passionate about your company, your products, your services, uh, your customer's brand, and your ability to solve uh, uh, real business issues and provide value, you're going to quickly burn out as well. So number one is passion. Uh, number two is a term I, I, I stole from Bill Simmons, the sports guy. <laughs> and that's the concept of having irrational confidence. Um, in, in baseball as a hitter, you're going to fail and you're going to fail a lot. You know, as a matter of fact, if you fail 70% of the time, you're going to wind up in the hall of fame. Um, and, and when you get to a hold on, I gotta stop you there. That's right. That's like a 300, um, batting average or something, right? I mean, failing. That's 70, exactly right. Failing uh, so you're going to fail a lot more than you succeed. I didn't even and think you know, when you get to a certain level, and I think this is true, uh, in the sales world, uh, everyone has talent. So what separates the great from the elite is the mental game. Yeah. And it's the, the ability to wipe away failure immediately. Um, it's something that I struggled with when I played baseball and, and candidly, I still struggle with at times in my selling career. Um, but let's, let's say you're in a slump, you're one for your last 20. You've been trying, you've been failing. Um, the, the key is to success is, is walking up to that plate and uh, regardless of what happened the last time, the last 20 times is, is having that, that absolute um, confidence that you're going to get the job done this time. Um, so that, that's so important. That's why I believe, truly believe that you have to have hundred percent confidence in yourself, but also the solutions, the company that you uh, are representing um, it's, it's so important. And then, you know, you talk about, so how, how do you get that confidence? For me, it's all about proper preparation. Uh, which is my, my next point. And that's uh, hard work, but hard work in the form of having a routine um, with consistent deposits of time. Yeah. So I went to a baseball camp when I was 15 and, and Jim Tomey was one of the instructors. He just was inducted into the baseball. Oh, man, are you thing. kidding me? Yeah. Mr. Cleveland. Indian. Yes. I remember Tomey, man. I, I got him. I got him. I'm exactly. Tracking. Yeah. He, yeah. He could drop some bombs. He, he was the real deal. He told me something when I was 15 that um, has stayed with me to this day. And he said, Kevin, you got to remember the six P's proper preparation prevents piss poor performance. <laughs> so I thought that was so funny. Uh, something I, I still use today in, in sales presentations. Sometimes I take out that fifth P, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's yeah. Right. Uh, and change it to five, but, but baseball, um, you know, a, anyone can work hard some of the time, 
But the ones who seem to be the most successful in sales and baseball are, are those who have the ability to, to follow a formula yeah. or a structure that works for them on a daily basis. Now, when I was playing baseball professionally, I knew what my day was going to look like because every minute was laid out on paper for me. Was it? Yeah. Um, and, and I feel like in sales, if you can structure your calendar in a fashion that promotes consistency, you will be set up much better for success. Um, I mean, this is, oh, go ahead. Yeah, quick, quick question on that. I mean, I got about 50 questions, but I like this baseball thing. I want to stick with it for a minute. Um, so, um, you know, one of the things it seems like in baseball, right, as in sports, I mean, you, the precision, um, and I know you, you hit preparation, so I'm kind of I'm clicking on this for a second, but, um, you know, can you walk us through at that kind of level what, you know, a practice really looks like, like the batting practice? I mean, you, you know, watching your own game film, I mean, watching, just trying to tweak your swing on, on the, the tee, you know, it just seems like there's so much that goes into just getting that swing so tight. And then in sales, for whatever reason, we, you know, we, when it comes to our discovery call, it's, and I just left a company the other day and, um, uh, you know, well, Midwest and it just, everyone did a different discovery call and, and no one thought they needed to, you know, tighten it. And everyone just kind of asked whatever came to their mind and just made me think, God, oh, we're so loose in that. But in, in baseball, I mean, was it as tight as I'm imagining? I mean, were you, was it a lot about precision and tightening that swing, et cetera, or no? Absolutely. And it starts with leadership and, and trusting um, their plan because they, they've seen it all. They, they know what will work. They know uh, the steps you need to follow in order yep. to become a better hitter, a better yep. player. Yep. So, so it starts with having trust in leadership and, mm-hmm. and trusting in the plan and that they – they understand what the steps are to follow. Yeah. And then it's a matter of just uh, working as hard as you can to follow yeah. those. And um, I totally agree in terms of uh, preparation for discovery meetings. That's something we talk about a lot at, at ITA group. What, 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 what are the right questions to ask? What's the formula? Uh, can we replicate it instead of just everyone yeah. doing their own thing? Yeah, Do you absolutely. feel like, I mean, what, what is the key to having a great swing in baseball? I mean, what, or, or, is there a couple things or is it, a, it's, it's death by a thousand cuts. I mean, there, there's a million things you got to do. Um, how do you get, how do you, how do you optimize your, your swing in baseball? Uh, well, my biggest piece of advice would be to swing hard in case you hit it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Swing for the fence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's a lot about feel. You look at, you look at major league hitters, they come in all shapes and sizes and they all have a lot of different starting batting stances. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you can really start any way you want. It's about feel. It's what's comfortable for you. Hmm. But if you examine their swings, like if you were to break it down on video, you would see that eventually they all get to the same point hmm. with, with the similar swing path as they strike the ball and follow through. So it's, it's about, what makes you comfortable getting to that swing path? Um, which is why I like baseball because it's, it's really unique. You could watch uh, a team of nine hitters and they'd have nine different stances and approaches, but they're all trying to do the same thing. Yeah, that is the, the approach it. And I love that, you know, it's like bringing some of your uniqueness, but at the same time, we're all still trying to get the same goal, which is, which is, um, you know, obviously hit the, hit the home run. Um, so that kind of precision, I mean, how have you taken, that concept of the uniqueness of some salespeople, you yourself, others around you, and try to feed that into 
precision in sales. I mean, making sure that they do have that, that kind of that preparation that, that they do train because salespeople just don't train. They just don't want to train. You're right. I think it starts with communication. Uh, I think it's, it's so important. ITA group does a great job of this, uh, of setting the, the tone early and, and level setting as to why, first of all, they should buy into the training, Yeah. why it's important to them, what they'll get out of it and what the company will get out of it. Uh, so I think that's a really important piece. One of the things we, we sell at ITA group is, is the concept of, uh, uh, non-cash awards and the ability uh, that awards have to motivate human behavior. Right. So a lot of times what we'll do is we'll back up our, our programs internally with uh, we have a points program that you can redeem for awards. Um, oh, so yeah. we'll incorporate that as part of our training initiatives. And that helps a lot as well. It helps drive right. human behavior. Yeah. So uh, I think those are a couple of key, key elements. Yeah. And then, and then one more question and you can kind of keep, keep, keep going down your track, but you, you mentioned this, God, that, that's still kicking me. This idea of, you know, a good in, um, in baseball is like two out of 10 bats. Uh, you know, the 200 or 300 batting average, you know, you get on base. Right. Three out of three. Out. Um, uh, I mean, in sales, you know, people get really disappointed. It's interesting because out of about, you know, out of a hundred phone calls, if you're just kind of cold calling, you know, I think a lot sure. of being about, you know, a 10, you know, 10, you know, basically a 10%, uh, maybe 15, if you got some good emails and social in there, but, um, so failure is just part of it. Was there something you did to kind of, I know that's a little more, um, accepted having a bad batting average of 250 or, you know, whatever, 285. Um, that's not really considered failure, but is there something you found to kind of help you overcome that? You mentioned the concept of positivity a little bit, but how do you, how do you kind of, set the mindset. Was there something you did to mentally prepare or keep yourself in the game, even when you were in a slump, so to say? Uh, that's a, gr- a great question. And, and that's, that's my next point uh, of what baseball taught me about selling is, is so important to have that positivity. Yeah. Um, it, I, it's, it's all, as part of that mental game. Um, and it's not easy to do. It, it's something that you have to do daily, or at least I do. Um, it has to be a way of life. Uh, I think another key is not to take it personally, uh, when a call doesn't go your way or, uh, when you're not getting response Right. and just, just remember that, um, you know, it wasn't meant to be in that case, but there's plenty of other fish in the sea. So, uh, it's tough not to take it personally when you're passionate about something (laughs) and you you truly believe you have a, a solution that could help someone. But you have to remember at the end of the day, it's, it's just business. It's not personal. So, um, and and I think just in general, if, if you have that attitude, um, where if something doesn't go your way or a setback happens, if you're able to look at it as a learning experience, um, and and learn something from that, you're going to ultimately, um, become a better salesperson. So I, I try to have that approach as well. But it's not always easy. Yeah, it's it's not. I mean, I'm I'm curious if there was something in baseball that you or colleagues did because I think most of us in sales were like, yeah, we know we need to try to be positive. Man, when you're in the rut of it, and you're feeling the pain. It's it's tough. It can be tough. Was there was it a little bit of meditation? Did you uh, run into the locker room for a little bit? Did you <laughs> have a lucky charm? Was there anything you found to kind of get you out of slumps or get keep you positive? All, all of the above. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I, a couple things. 
uh, baseball players in general are superstitious. So I like to have clean teeth before every game. I would floss before every game. Uh, so sometimes, <laughs> sometimes when I'm in a prospecting mode, I'll, I'll actually floss my teeth so, <laughs> to this day before I prospect. And uh, I like to listen to music as well. So same thing. Uh, and another thing that helps me w- when I'm down or I've had a couple of bad days is talking to my colleagues. Yeah. Uh, who are going through the same experience as I am and lifting each other up. That's so important too, to have that, that, um, culture, um, where, where you can share and feel comfortable sharing with your colleagues. And I, I'm very fortunate that I have that at ITA. Um, it, that's super helpful as well. Yeah. Interesting. Um, that does make a big deal just having people around you that can kind of boost you up and make things interesting. Um, and then you'd mentioned this kind of last point around, you know, keep it and I guess it fits in here. It's fun, you know, just trying to keep it fun and loose. Can you t- talk about that just a little bit? Absolutely. So that's, that's the final thing that I, I've taken from baseball and, and incorporated into my professional selling career. And it, and it seems silly, but the more fun I had playing baseball, typically the better I performed. And the same can be said with my sales career. Baseball is not life or death. Sales is not life or death. Um, I say loosen up and enjoy yourself. So I, I like to try to have as much fun as possible, especially with my colleagues internally. Um, and then also externally with my prospecting. Um, you, you know, I, which is really why I created the 12 days of prospecting to begin with, to, to have a little bit of fun, but to also to in, encourage uh, my colleagues, um, to, to take some risks and try some new things. So, you know, again, it it was, uh, for 12 plus years of my life, um, baseball was such a large part. Um, and I'm just thankful for the lessons learned. And, um, you know, now that I've been in professional sales for, for 12 years, uh, it's been a lot of fun incorporating those those, uh, lessons learned. No, makes, makes a lot of sense, man. Um, uh, baseball and sales. Um, yeah, it'd be fun to get, you ever meet any famous baseball players? Sounds like Jim Tome. Do you meet any other cool people? Yeah. So probably the most famous teammate I had my freshman year at Georgia tech, uh, Mark Teixeira was Mark, a junior. Mark Teixeira. All right, man. So he, he, he went he on and ended up at, uh, um, um, where did he, where, where did he end up at? He ended up with the Yankees. He started with the Texas Rangers. He had a okay. stint with the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. But yeah, very, very great career. Switch hitter, really good guy too. So having a chance to play with, with someone of his caliber uh, was a great experience was a for lot me. Of fun. Interesting. Yeah, and you um, felt like, I mean, it was, you, you mentioned it, but you brushed over it fairly quickly. It was fairly devastating, um, huh. you know, being cut, right? I mean, that, that was not an easy... It was not an easy uh, position it, to be in, right? It it wasn't because spring training itself is such a grind. Uh, you're in Arizona or Florida. I, I was in Arizona, yeah. Peoria, Arizona. It, it is hot. You're, you're grinding out every day. And in the Mariners organization, when I went through it, uh, all the catchers had to show up to the clubhouse an hour early, no matter what. Hmm. So no matter what was going on in the day, if you were a catcher, you're there an hour early. And the reason was because they considered the catchers as the leaders of the team Got it. and they wanted catchers to set the tone. So they didn't care if you, you went there and you had a cup of coffee and you read the paper, but you're going to be there early. Really? You know, oftentimes we, we went there and we worked. So I was walking in with a group of five to six other minor league catchers. It was the last day of spring training and we were in the best mood uh, ever because we were getting shipped out of there. Um, I was set to go to um, Wisconsin to play a ball Hmm. And I had, uh, the roving catching instructor pulled me aside out of six people 
And I immediately thought, oh, no, this isn't good. <laughs> and, he, and he told me, it's just like the movies. He said the organizations decided to make a change. And the way they did it was they, um, they essentially took a glad bag and um, packed all your stuff up for you. So I I was respected enough where I had the opportunity to go into the clubhouse and gather my own things before I went upstairs and talked to the executive. But, uh, that, that was certainly a tough day. And the funny thing was, um, I had my truck out there. So I wound up having to drive by myself alone from Arizona back to Georgia. And, um, you know, it's like a three day trek with, uh, (laughs) so yeah, there's tears in my eyes. That, that was a, that was a tough one, but, um, it it definitely is a a moment I'll, I'll never forget. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but you made it that far. A lot of us, like I said, you know, we're, we're wannabes. So, uh, I had a desire to do the same, but wasn't good enough. So I guess you got, you can see it, you know, sometimes glass half empty, glass half full, but cool, cool. Well, um, Kevin, I know we want, I wanted to go into some prospecting stuff as I know that's some of the things you've done, but man, we started talking baseball and um, it was so interesting. I thought we'd just continue with that. So I, I appreciate it. We may have to bring you back to do some prospecting <laughs> stuff at a later point. Uh, maybe you can put that on your bucket list again. We'll do it for that. Um, if someone That'd wants be great. to, someone wants to get in touch with you or learn just a little bit more about kind of yourself or what you're doing, any thoughts or comments on that? Yeah, certainly. So I think the best way to reach me is, is on LinkedIn. So Kevin Gurgle, G E R G E L. And, uh, I've got on my profile. I'm a lot like, uh, Jerry Seinfeld in the sense that I'd love to meet people for coffee or even have a phone call. So I, I'm always open to networking and, and meeting new people and uh just like yourself i think we met on linkedin and uh, developed a friendship so uh it's just really fun to see how that can play out but certainly i'd love to have anyone reach out awesome awesome well again hey kevin really appreciate you jumping on for the audience uh remember success is just one play want more sales secrets Go to salessecrets.io to receive copies of our latest research and best practice content to help you crush your quota.